Welcome to the Building PA Podcast, the voice of the construction industry throughout Pennsylvania, presented by PJ Dick. Here are your co-hosts, Chris Martin and John O'Brien. This episode is part of the McQueen Building Company's Business Leadership Series, an ongoing series of episodes from the Building PA Podcast, brought to you by PJ Dick. Hello, and welcome to the Building PA Podcast. I am co-host John O'Brien from the Keystone Contractors Association, coming to you live from the Quandle Studios right here in central Pennsylvania. Joined, as always, by co-host Chris Martin. Chris, what's going on today, Chris? Oh, all sorts of good stuff. We've got you know a little bit of cold weather outside, and uh, it's nice and warm here. I like that, and I'm in the uh, Swickley-based office of uh, Atlas Marketing, and my name's Chris Martin, and uh, we tell stories for people who build things, and I invite you to check us out at atlasstories.com, and I've been looking forward to this discussion for quite some time, John, because when you told me that we were going to have the ability to speak with the incoming Secretary of the Labor and Industry for Pennsylvania, I was like, whoa, we've reached a plateau. We are yes. <laughs> we are at a whole different new level now. This is awesome. So, I told you. I, didn't I tell you to buckle up? Season two is going to be better than season one of the podcast. And uh, that's right. good stuff that's is right. happening here. And I I believe it is the, the current, right? Current, correct, uh, Secretary Jennifer Barrier. Is it? Yes. Yes. I'm actually yes. the acting Secretary of Labor and Industry until I'm confirmed by the Senate. Sometimes us what? knuckleheads need uh, need corrected. So okay, so yes. yes. My apologies. My apologies. <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome to the show. As mentioned, Jennifer Barrier is joining us, the acting secretary for Department of Labor and Industry. Yay! All right, <laughs> welcome. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So, how's great. life now? You uh, moved up, moved up the ranks with Al and I, and uh, what's oh, going yes. on these days? You know, my, my calendar's wide open. Um, you know, I, it's a breeze. Really. I'm drinking daiquiris in my office and, uh, you know, nobody's complaining and everything's well. <laughs> All right. Okay. End of, end of episode. We'll see you. We'll see you. <laughs> No, uh, you know, in all on in all seriousness, it certainly has a, been a very challenging time to take the reins at labor and industry. Uh, there's this little thing going on called the uh, COVID nineteen pandemic uh, that I've we've been going through for the past nine months, and uh, you know, it certainly has had a, a a great impact on you know on every aspect of business and also government. So uh, you know, we've been we've been uh, Pivoting and adjusting and reacting and making sure that we could provide services without interruption to uh, Pennsylvanians statewide. Yeah, and and I got to compliment you. Uh, you've done a great job. Uh, I'm assuming you've done a good job with government, but I got to tell you, you've done a great job with the private sector, keeping us informed. And I can I can attest, you've you've just been amazing to deal with and awesome. And uh, on behalf of the construction industry, we we thank you. Um, oh, thank so. you, John. I know, I know during uh, that first month, you and I were sending many text messages back and forth, trying to work things out and uh, making sure we get it right. But uh, I think, you know, it, there were a little bit of growing pains, but I think we got there. And, uh, you know, I think it was for the better. So absolutely. So, so this interview today is part of our business leadership series. 
Um, and you brought up a great challenge. You know, leaders leaders like to overcome challenges, and what bigger challenge than COVID nineteen? <laughs> and and factor in also, you know, you moved from uh, d- deputy secretary, I believe, is that the title? Previously? Right. I, I moved from a de- deputy secretary for safety and labor management relations. Okay. So that's quite the mouthful. <laughs> yeah. You moved from that to acting secretary during the during the pandemic. You have all these issues going on, you know, working with people like me in the private sector, you know, you have people reporting to you in the government. And can you maybe touch on that juggling so much at once and still maintaining uh, your leadership uh, status and helping people out? Sure, absolutely. Um, you know, it's it's really interesting. Uh, all the people who want to speak to me now. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out if that's a good thing. Um, but no, it, it's definitely, like you said, it is a juggling act, um, trying to prioritize, uh, you know, what's most important. And, uh, you know, you're really, you know, at this point, we're putting out fires. Uh, it's no big surprise that unemployment compensation has really uh, been the big issue during this pandemic. So, um, you know, there's a lot of challenges that we're facing with with that specific program area. You know, it's interesting because, you know, while we're trying to react to what's happening as a result of the pandemic, we also have to try to look forward as well and figure out how we're going to pull ourselves out of this and, and figure out what this post-pandemic world looks looks like. So it's it's really interesting. There's a lot of moving pieces and, uh, you know, making sure you have priorities and uh, that you're addressing the most important things are, are key right now. Mm-hmm. And Jen, so far, I've heard you say prioritize probably about three or four times, So, <laughs> which is good. That's not a bad thing at all. But can you help us understand a little bit about what that means for you as the acting secretary? How do you, and not so much how do you prioritize, but what does that mean for you in the position that you have? Right. I mean, you know, obviously there's there's going to be some areas that need a little bit more attention that need uh, that need, uh, you know, uh, need more ad- advocacy, uh, you know, more leadership. So, um, you know, those are the areas that you deal with immediately. And it's not that you don't address those other areas. It's it's that the you know the priority gets more attention. So the other areas, you know, you can perhaps while you're not addressing it today, you can address it tomorrow morning, or you can you right. can catch up with folks the next day. So, you know, it's definitely a balancing a balancing act, juggling act. It's I, I should be in the circus, frankly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Well, maybe that'll be my uh, post-secretary career. There you go. <laughs> I'm thinking of how we're going to market this episode. And all I can yeah. see now is just like a juggler and, yeah. on, a, on a little unicycle. Um, I think it's a very apt uh, metaphor, though, but I can only imagine. My, my father worked in local government, um, not at the state level, just more on the municipal side. And I know how he always looked at things from a perspective of really helping the community and helping things. Can, can you talk a little bit about, you know, what are your what are your goals as, you know, you transition from an acting secretary to the secretary? Sure. And, and you know, it's interesting. Public service is not necessarily the most lucrative career, but in my opinion, it's definitely the most rewarding 
because the impact that you can have on the daily lives of folks is is amazing. And it's, you know, <laughs> we, we often are critiqued uh, a lot, especially in state government. But the reality is, is, you know, I've, I've been with labor and industry for 15 years and I've seen uh, amazing skill and dedication and hard work. Um, I've seen folks really go up above and beyond the call of duty because they feel that call towards public service. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. So, that, that'll, that'll help our, yeah. our listeners understand a little bit more about, oh, my God, I got to deal with L&I and this permit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I was very, very generous in that, I know. Uh, so that was good. Thank you. And yeah. you know what? And frankly, you know, we don't always make the most popular decisions, but um, you know, we're we're trying to do what's best for everyone, you know, in the grand scheme of things. And we're trying to make sure that we're we're doing what people, you know, the will of Pennsylvanians. We're all ultimately paid with taxpaying dollars, so um, we're very cognizant of that and uh, very frugal as well. So you know, that's definitely taken into consideration when, you know, when we provide services. And really, that's what we are. We are a service-based organization. We are here to service Pennsylvanians. Um, as I mentioned earlier, this is part of our business leadership series. And, and past speakers, we've had, you know, uh, owners of construction companies, labor leaders. And during the interview, it seems like mentors always come up and they talk about, ways that mentors have helped them. I mean, you kind of touched on being around people over your 15 years with a lot of skill and dedication, but do you maybe want to add on a little bit as far as mentors and ways that that has helped you over the years? No, absolutely. Yes. It's it's actually important to give them their props. Uh, you know, during different cycles of your career, you always notice that there's that one person who who kind of sticks out and gives you the sage advice or the person you can bounce things off of and know that you get a really uh, reasonable decision or, you know, opinion from them. So, um, you know, I, I started out at the department as an attorney, which was <laughs> which was very interesting. I, I, I definitely uh, was not the most well-paid attorney, but but it was a very fulfilling uh, job as I was helping workers get wages. Uh, that was very fulfilling. But um, I had a really great boss who um, introduced me to state government and, and really put you know state government into perspective and uh, kind of framed my career for me as far as, as public service. So you know that was the first mentor that I had. And as I progressed through my career, I you know have had other individuals who've had you know decades of experience in their positions and um, have have given me good advice as as far as you know dealing with people as far as remembering what's most important and mm -hmm. I have to say you know the the best advice that someone gave me and it actually was probably within the past five years from a gentleman who I considered my mentor he said you know whatever you do make sure that it is in the best interests of the department and uh, I've been following that advice for the past five years. And so far, I think it's served me pretty well. So, you know, I think it's important to have someone to look up to to give, to give you great advice. And, and when you follow it and, and it follows you along your success, I mean, you know, that's, that's the most amazing thing. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And that's important to remember the mission, you know, do what's best interest for the department. And, yep. Yeah. Right, and I'm sure for your for your uh, owners, it's do what's in the best interest of the of the company, right? You know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Kind of staying on the on the on the mentor topic, but switching it a little bit. 
now being the ac- acting secretary and soon secretary, um, do you do you mentor others, and what approach do you take as far as giving advice and helping others, and and do they seek you, seek your advice? You know, right. I mean, you know, I I really try to uh, if someone seeks my advice or wants my advice, I have I have no problem. I have an open door policy, and you know, I do like to look out for for younger generations or individuals who are trying to build their careers. Um, you know, when they approach me and ask ask for my life experience, uh, you know, I, I give it uh, openly and willingly because, you know, I, I think it's valuable if someone can learn from my mistakes. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm always willing to share uh, whatever advice that I can, because I think especially um, empowering someone else also empowers you. Mm-hmm. So I think that's very important. And, you know, especially, you know, we're all a team at the agency. So, you know, mentoring someone who's a little bit newer in their career or at a different stage in their career and seeing them be successful is really is really fulfilling. And, you know, also they're a teammate. So, you know, that success also spreads across the team. So it's, you know, there's no downside to it. It's it's beneficial all across the board. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I heard a couple of words there I liked. I liked hearing. I like teammates and team and, you know, getting getting the group together and working together for common goals and all that good stuff, which is awesome. Any sort of uh, challenges or any sort of comments on the approach that you take as far as making sure everyone, you know, kind of understands the mission and making sure there is teamwork that's that's benefiting the, the department? I think the biggest challenge to teamwork is communication and making sure that we're all speaking the same language. Um, You know, it's funny because people interpret things differently. So you have to be very, very cognizant of what you say and how you say it and the tone that you say it, because you want to make sure that the information you're trying to convey is easily digestible by other teammates. Um, I, I think that that is the key to promoting teamwork is being able to communicate and also not just effectively, but but being able to have an open dialogue is very important as well because you don't want someone who notices an issue or a problem you don't want that individual to be scared to bring it up in a team meeting you want them to feel like they they are equal and that they can give you their opinion or their point of view and you know that's frankly how problems are solved or how how problems are avoided so again communication key with your role evolving um and clearly you know, COVID-19 moving and hopefully we'll be behind us. And, you know, it's, it's either walking beside us or completely behind us at this point in time. But what do you see some of the, uh, some of the challenges for not only your, uh, your department, but also for the industry as a whole? So, you know, post post pandemic, I think one of the biggest challenges is trying to figure figure out how this impacts our economy how all of this impacted our economy. Um, You know, it's interesting because I know a lot of businesses and companies have have, uh, promoted their employees to telework. They've moved their employees to work from home and that's that's the new normal. And as as people are working from home, I I think employers and companies are seeing the benefit of not actually being in a brick and mortar building. 
which, uh, you know, I, I argue that there's some minuses to that. There's something to be said for being in the same room and not attending virtual meetings. But, um, you know, frankly, when you're looking at operational costs and and you're trying to cut corners, uh, the reality is, is that's a viable option is having folks work from home. So, you know, I, I as far as impacting the industry, I think it's going to be interesting to see uh, what companies and employers decide to do as far as increasing their footprint and uh, expanding their 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 footprint and and how that's going to uh, uh, stimulate the economy or not stimulate the economy and and frankly that's probably one of my biggest concerns is you know how that's going to impact construction. Yeah, it's front and center on my concern too. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you know, and it's it's you know, it's certainly you know, it impacts construction. We lose jobs. I mean, you know, and and that's something that we don't want to happen. We want to keep people employed. Absolutely. And and on that topic, for the listeners, you know, as as you know, the industry shut down for a month and a half, except for essential projects, healthcare projects, and the. Unemployment calls were just nonstop and the unemployment numbers were just, you know, through the roof. On behalf of our listeners across the state, can you make a comment as far as you guys were working tirelessly? I mean, I heard from workers in your department that said they're spending seven days a week nonstop. I mean, the comments you hear are, oh, they're not doing anything. I'm not I'm not getting through. You know, government's doing nothing again. They're leaving me hanging. So just Right. Can you address that? <laughs> so, you know, what happened was somewhat of a perfect storm because we were at high employment levels in Pennsylvania. Our our unemployment rate was at a record low. We were staffed within our agency for record low unemployment. Um, you know, when this pandemic hit and uh, the governor was trying to get a handle on on its impact and trying to keep Pennsylvanians safe and and ultimately issued uh, the shutdown. I mean, it, it hit us like a brick. I mean, we we were flooded with UC complaints and with with being so low staffed at that point in time. I mean, it was it like I said, it was the perfect storm. Um, however, since then, we have recovered. Uh, I wouldn't say it's 100 percent perfect, but we tripled our workforce in uh, <laughs> we tripled our workforce pretty quickly, um, hired contractors to to do call centers. Um, you know, we, we really uh upped our upped our game because we had to and and people are working still seven days a week all hours of the day because you know the stories that we hear uh, about individuals losing their homes losing their cars not able to put food on the table for their kids i mean that personally affects us i mean you know we care and we don't want to hear about people in those situations. So, you know, most of us are 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 very cognizant and and very um they, you know that that hits us hard. So, we are very passionate about working and making sure we can provide services as quickly as we can to people and to make sure that they're not in those positions. So, yeah, it it <laughs> it, it's certainly a challenging time, but we are doing everything we can to address this issue. And we're constantly looking for new ways to improve, make improvements and provide better service. Uh, you know, that's, we're, we'll admit, we'll be the first to admit that we're not perfect, but we're trying as hard as we can to get there. I totally agree with what you said. And I, I know people that work there and I know they work, you know, nonstop, but it's more impactful coming from you than, than me saying it. So it was just a great message to get out there. Thanks. 
No, thank you. And I appreciate that. I mean, our our workforce is is amazing. I mean, you know, you truly in a in a situation like this, when you see a global pandemic that that something that, you know, we never imagined in our lifetime, something that we were not none of us were prepared for or had the capability to handle. I mean, I just think we never imagined it. And to see people step up and do what they did to make sure that services were provided. I mean, frankly, I think they're heroes. I really do. And to add to that too, you know, the 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 fact that it happened so quickly, it mm-hmm. wasn't just it, there was really no uh, warning or even an opportunity to kind of catch your breath. Um, you know, I, I've had conversations with people where it was you know it was almost like a tsunami element. Um, you know, so I, I, the fact that you were understaffed to handle the, the, the UC issues. And then all of a sudden we're able to handle it. Uh, kudos to you and your team too, because that, that really, I mean, that just that in itself, um, w- w- is a hell of a, uh, an obstacle. So. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. I mean, and you know, it's crazy because it, like you said, it, it did happen all of a sudden. And, you know, I think there were so many uncertainties, like we didn't know so much about this virus. And I think, uh, you know, we were trying to be cautious and, uh, you know, it just, now we, now we know a lot more. I think we've learned a lot of lessons from this. And I think that, uh, definitely we are better prepared moving forward on how to address these types of issues and what we need to do to uh, ramp up quickly and to provide better service. Absolutely. Yeah, it, was, it was a crazy time this past 2020. And, you know, as you mentioned, a lot of uncertainties, unknowns, but as you mentioned with your team, communication's key and just, just addressing the issue head on, which I got to give you props and credit for that, you know, because we were very felt kind of in the dark sometimes our, our industry and anytime I called you or anyone else from LNI, especially you, you know, you're extremely helpful in providing information and, and Chris can attest. I sometimes inundated the members with too much information, so <laughs> but I just want to keep everyone informed because it just seemed like yeah. there's so many unknowns, you know, yeah. well, and well, you know, everything was changing constantly too. Oh, yeah. So I think that's not a bad thing. I mean, you know, it, it seemed like the guidance changed quickly as, as we got more information. So, you know, John, I don't really think that's your fault. I mean, our guidance changed frequently. So yeah. I think you had yeah. to get that message out to your, to your members. Yeah. And, and I can, I can, as John said, I can definitely attest, um, We've had so many conversations offline, not even in the in the podcast world, of uh, you know what's going on, and uh, I'm I'm a huge fan of over communicating. So I you know I think both of you have done a hell of a job getting getting the word out there for everybody, and um, and even the industry as a whole has done a really good job to embrace and and make sure that not only are the the, the folks that are working, uh, but even the folks back in the offices are safe. And, and so it's not just a uh, we're only going to worry about the workforce where, you know, everyone in the industry has done a really good job of leading through this challenge. Um, and, and it's it's definitely one to, to watch kind of from from my perspective and, and, and see. I'm proud to work in the industry and have that chance to, to see it firsthand. Yeah. No, and I have to give your industry kudos. I mean, 
uh, you, you folks made amazing recommendations, set up guidelines to, to provide for the safety of, of your workforce. And uh, they were common sense guidelines. They were uh, effective guidelines. And, and I think that, you know, you, you really did a great job protecting your workers. Thanks. Thanks. That's what it's all about, protecting your workers. Absolutely. Absolutely. Making life a lot easier with great work. And for our audience, Jennifer is referring to John's efforts because he was killing it. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that. Not only was Jennifer doing a great job as the acting secretary, John was making sure that all that information was out there. So yeah. high fives <laughs> to both of you. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, just... Uh, you walk the walk, you talk the talk, you know, you talk about communication is important, but I saw that firsthand with you in 2020. And, and, and as you carry that through, when you become officially secretary, you know, I see good things happening with labor and industry and just communication will take you to a great leadership and, you know, great goals will be achieved within the department. And it's an awesome honor. Congratulations. And we're glad to have you on the podcast. Thank you very much. I'm very happy to be here and I'm glad I could uh, speak to your to your members and uh, thank you. Thank you for joining the Building PA podcast presented by PJ Dick. To stay up to date, follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook and visit buildingpapodcast.com to subscribe to upcoming shows. Thanks for listening.